0: Hello everyone, this is Donald Trump, hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards just like a baseball card or other collectibles here's one of the best parts each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me i don't know if that's an amazing prize but it's what we have or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses and they are beautiful i'm also doing zoom calls a one-on-one meeting autographing memorabilia and so much more we're doing a lot My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community, and I think it's something you're going to like, and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts, so you can buy them with your credit card or crypto. All you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone and they will be gone. They will be gone.
1: And gay. Bro, I have been laughing at that tweet. I keep seeing it show up places. Like I see, I've seen some people post it on their Instagram stories. But even Yellowstone has gone woke, comma, and gay. Sellouts, middle finger emoji. I had to make sure that was actually Aub- Aubrey Huff and
2: not just like someone pretending to some, be Aubrey Huff. Pre-
1: <laughs> it's also you know, Aubrey I Huff's hate- birthday. I <laughs> he posted hate- that on his own
3: birthday. <laughs>
1: That's I hate home. when a
3: Hollywood show goes gay. I'm The Hollywood, my, the, Hollywood famously that, the media Hollywood. that I consume from Hollywood has exactly zero gay people. Also Ruining like,
2: my own birthday party because <laughs> there is a gay character in Yellowstone.
1: <laughs> Cause you're like, you're finding a new guy to get mad at. I mean, like what do they, I mean, okay. Having, having watched a lot of Yellowstone, I haven't watched the latest season. It's literally just like cowboy porn. Like you're just looking at like hot guys ride horses and in Montana. Like that's not gay. You're gay for watching it. Uh, Aubrey Huff. (laughs) Who is Aubrey Huff again?
3: Remember, I he's a a baseball pitcher. Yeah, he was a he he was he won a couple rings with the San Francisco Giants back in the day. His His birthday. His
1: birthday. It is his birthday, but his bio is proud father, anti-actor, A.B. model, two-time World Series champ.
2: Yeah, he went from a baseball hero to like uh family court
3: dad in a real hurry yeah he's actually the inspiration behind give me back my son coffee
0: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, you know speaking
3: speaking of like getting mad at guys i've been spending a lot of my time just like coming up with guys in my head it's (laughs) it's been it's (laughs) been a really good time like you know the the guy the boyfriend who gets a teardrop tattoo for uh when his girlfriend gets an abortion yeah that is that was a come. good one i think my favorite was the guy i thought of of like the uh, the angered parent who calls his son's math teacher a groomer because he assigned homework on the uh, transitive property
2: <laughs> I, I i thought of something today too and it's it's kind of humored me for most of the day <laughs> it's uh what if steven seagal played santa claus in a movie
4: uh, i want that it is I, I don't we live in I that need, world i need i need eight motherfucking reindeer (laughs) Um, i'm gonna snatch every motherfucking christmas you have left i'm i'm gonna take every motherfucking present and i'm gonna put it under the motherfucking tree
2: we should write this at the very least it's gonna be a trip to romania so come on
1: is that where he's at these days
3: (laughs) it's the only place i thought he was in ukraine uh,
1: you know, I don't know. He it's the only place you get like tax threads so- to make a movie yeah. at this point. He's
3: somewhere. You got? He's he's somewhere in Eastern Europe, just chilling and talking in AAVE, and like somehow not, never, never standing. Certainly not human trafficking. No,
4: motherfucker, I I don't do that shit. <laughs> Me <laughs> and motherfucking Tim Ballard.
2: Remember when he killed we, a, co- a dog on a cop raid? <laughs> no, we did. I mean,
1: that's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty,
2: pretty that was awful. when like during his like A&E. L- oh, yeah. Man. He had that Maybe. show on A&E. That rocks. Yeah. They did like a SWAT raid on a place and like a tank hit a wall and ran over a dog.
1: Man, I hate that. I'm like looking through Aubrey Huff. I guess Aubrey was suspended from Twitter. And at some point, and he was brought back. He by was brought Elon back Musk by Elon because he our, said the Huff guy daddy is back. I also realized that Huff, uh, he calls himself Huff That
3: rocks. Yeah, that's that that such a divorce guy name. Like, that's Ten tweets so down. Sick.
1: Ten tw- tw- tweets down. He's going back and forth with Porter Larson on Twitter about boxing for charity. Why? <laughs> oh, because that's like Porter's big thing is fighting Aubrey Huff.
3: He wants to. He wants to fight Chuds because Porter is an ally. I know. I like. I can see that. I Why would
2: Porter. you call yourself the Huff? Because you're like basing that off of David Hasselhoff, which, as we all saw from him eating a burger on the ground, <laughs> uh, is a very cool dude.
3: Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he means it as like he's like the right-wing version of the Huffington
1: Post. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called Huff Daddy. I love that. Huff that, Daddy. Oh. Huff Daddy's
3: so sick. That's such a perfect like middle-aged divorce dad nickname. Oh, God. that's what he I, like calls himself on bumble or something yeah exactly man Ugh. remember when jack Posobiec was found on bumble that's that's that funny was he really was yeah. that real that was one of my favorite days on
0: twitter <laughs>
1: i didn't even know that was real it was it was great that's awesome good for him um way to get out there uh just want to plug uh get a, get your uh your damn boosters and, and shots or whatever for vaccines because everyone's sick right now again Every- the hospitals are being overrun. Yeah, okay. So yesterday, um our governor from the official governor account, not his normal <laughs> I hate him so much. account, he he shared it's where he shares his like declarations or whatever and he and like a bunch of other like basically every other Republican governor essentially were they put out a letter to the the president asking him to rescind like emergency declarations for COVID or whatever. Um, and then if you just read the whole thing, it's basically, they're like, this is costing us millions of dollars. And it's really just because, uh, there are people that qualified for Medicaid under this emergency, uh, declaration about the, for the pandemic that otherwise wouldn't have. So there are too many people, according to our governor that have Medicaid. Do I have that right, Jordan?
2: Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. But also in, in, in combination with that, those emergency orders kept a lot of those states from implementing work requirements that they were mm. trying to do anyway, So like Utah, for example, like if they can get this emergency order out of the way, they can start doing work requirements on Medicaid, which does not work and actually is just more of a requirement that causes people who do qualify for Medicaid to not get Medicaid. So
1: cool. Yeah. And I had some people point out on Twitter. um, I mean, I'm feeling lucky to be healthy and not having uh, I don't work in the healthcare industry. Um, but, uh, as a lot of people are aware, a lot of our hospitals are not only, I mean, COVID's obviously still around, but RSV for kids is super, super bad this year. A lot of people have the flu as well. And primary children's hospital has like been, uh, delaying a lot of surgeries because of how overrun they've been with, uh, specifically childhood RSV. And, uh, so yeah, perfect timing for our governor to just be asking for a bunch of people to be kicked off Medicaid. That's just, that's just. Perfect. Great, and great can, stuff all
2: around. And you can always tell when he knows he's doing something that's kind of evil because he doesn't post it to his personal page. He will just do it from the governor Cox. It's not just like the declaration or anything. Like that It's things he knows he's going to get yelled at for.
1: Yeah. Like that's yep. it. Cause he's a coward. Yeah. Throw some red meat. And uh, yeah, he just does. He he'll, he'll always do this. He's a Republican. He'll sign on to all this stuff. That's just like what, that's what he's going to do. And, and like we've talked about this before too, is like how much does it cost to like enforce Medicaid
2: with this massive administrative state to see like who deserves Bro, it and who doesn't like at a certain point, like the cost just of just administering these programs, wouldn't just be easier if we just went to a universal healthcare program? It's, it's right. So,
1: it's so on it. There's literally, I mean, I don't even know what you're, you're arguing for other than just the ability for companies to be making profits off of people's health. Like I don't, I, I, you're you're not arguing for the fiscally responsible solution because this is the most convoluted garbage nonsense that anyone has ever dealt with in the history of uh of of government bureaucracy that's just intertwined with private corporations that that just that like I said profit off of all of this it's healthcare in this country is such an unbelievable joke that like you said, Jordan, like just enforcing all of this nonsense, we could just be just <laughs> like paying doctors with that money instead. There's I so many that
3: things that, that we could so be doing insane.
1: with this money. <laughs> it's so insane. And it,
3: like it, I can't say that I'm surprised because like what is has what Utah done with COVID for the last like two years outside of like outside did, of do, just, I mean, just we, flat we out denying two... it or just completely ignoring it? Yeah. We hope for the best. Yeah. We haven't done yeah. shit, so of course they're <laughs> going to do whatever they can to try to kick people off of their insurance. Like, yeah, yeah. again, like Spencer Cox is—he's no different than any other Republican sicko. It's he just, just has cool. this like magoo personality that the absolute <laughs> dumbest fucking idiots buy into.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's lost. Even like, I think a lot of like the like liberals who believed that he was like i don't know that he was a good guy or whatever i think a lot of them have been it happened pretty quickly actually i mean specifically with like the redistricting he lost a lot of them through all of that nonsense um but yeah i mean this is just another example it's just like it's so we have governors fighting against the president to trying to get more people kicked off of their health insurance when it's just like the fact that we even that this is even a thing to begin with is so utterly insane i'm so I'm so completely sick of of dealing with this. I I can't remember if I mentioned this on a different episode, but probably I I was fighting. I tweeted about it. I was fighting with an insurance company for nine months this year to cover cover an emergency eye surgery that I had in January that they pre-approved and then uh, denied and then tried to use every single thing they could possibly use against me as being a pre-existing condition as to why they shouldn't cover me, which... I mean, pre-existing conditions are still supposed to cover you, but anyway.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, you would think, they, right? They denied me over and over again. I tried to appeal, and they were like, "Yeah, you can appeal." And then I sent an appeal, and they're like, "Actually, we're not accepting appeals." I, I, the the way that just they just started were, Elon Musking the rules. Yes, dude. The way that they ended up being enforced, <laughs> like they were enforced. Uh, there was some enforcement that took place that that forced them to actually pay for it, and it was through the Utah government insurance like agency that it's essentially there's a government body that oversees or uh, there's some third party that can rule over these companies. So I had to work through a government agency to get them to pay. Wait, so there's a
3: government agency, a third party government agency that like rules over insurance companies, private insurance companies, but we can't, we can't just circumvent all of this. Yes. It's the Utah nationalized healthcare.
1: Yeah, the Utah Insurance. Somehow, insurance. somehow the system Utah, we have though. is better. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. it's actually awesome. So I wow. mean, it took nine months, <laughs> finally got them to pay, but it's like
3: This is the dumbest bullshit. I'm so it, I am so sorry for you.
1: Well, and like yeah. you talk to literally anyone that works in uh like healthcare that's on like the administrative side that has to deal with uh insurance companies, and like this is just the normal thing for them. Like this is part of the process, is right. like the insurance companies trying to get out of paying for anything they possibly can. And then the providers, oftentimes the doctors themselves have to spend time trying to convince the insurance companies that they actually are on the hook for things. And, you know, most cases they are, but they spend a lot of time weaseling out of things, hoping that it'll just go away and they don't have to pay for it. But
2: man, isn't
1: capitalism
2: so cool where it just builds these massive administrative hierarchies that you can never get rid of because people freak out about like, well, what are you going to do with those jobs? It's like, I don't care.
3: Dude, have I'm you guys, sorry. I'm sorry, I
1: don't care. Do something speaking
3: else. about our really cool system, have you guys seen what's going on right now with like children's Tylenol?
1: no are they yeah there's not on the shelf
3: anymore yeah it's just not on the shelves and if you go into like walgreens and try to find children's tylenol i know like this doesn't really apply to either of you but it does to me you can't find children's tylenol at walgreens for like under 80 dollars right
2: uh sir as someone who struggles with swallowing pills this does affect me
3: (laughs) okay fair i gotta
2: have the chewables i'm sorry (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't do that i'm
1: I'm
3: taking like 20, 10 milligrams. <laughs> My man, Jordan, anytime he's got a headache, is just slamming an entire bottle of children's Motrin. <laughs> it's like, it's I'm like just, 500 milligrams. Who cares?
2: I'm just crushing them all up and just taking them as a
3: line. Just let's, I love let's it. Just go. <laughs> just mainline. Yeah. Snorting and mainlining children's Tylenol.
1: Yeah, man. Hell I yeah. can see Jordan doing that's, that. That's that's sick. Uh a couple other things, some house, some housekeeping. We uh, this episode isn't out yet, but the three of us went on Street Fight, which was really sick. We very much enjoyed that. Um, Brian Brian's had us on. If people remember, Brian was on the, on this podcast uh, about a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah. Um, to
2: watch the worst movie I
1: have ever seen. Yeah. We watched an awesome movie. So if that interests you, go back and listen to that episode. But I think that episode of Street Fight is going to be coming out in January, if I remember correctly, if that's what he said.
2: Yep, he's gonna put that while he's on vacation.
1: Yeah, so we are going. We in that episode we talk about Studio C, (laughs) BYU's SNL, and it was really fun. We uh, had a good ass time. Two amazing skits we watched. We (sighs) watched. It took us a long time to get through these two skits, but it was worth it because I think we all learned a lot together. I'm so mad I did research for that
3: pod. I should have just like <laughs> gone in cold and not watched a single ep- studio C because I watched like, I don't know, four or five hours worth of did studio see. Really? I watched a lot. That's awesome. I really like, I just put it on while I was working. Like I was sitting in bed.
1: Yeah. Just, just watching <laughs> I like studio, studio C, C stuff on
3: YouTube <laughs> and I was the, surprised I didn't have like my brain just leak out of my nose.
1: Studio C is it's subversive, it's it's edgy, it's fun for the whole family and I think that despite Greg's ringing unendorsement, you get two thumbs up from me. Go watch some Studio C. It's on BYU TV. Probably free online on YouTube as well. Clearly, yeah, that's, that's where I watched, watched it all.
3: It. I watched it all on YouTube. So whatever. So
1: but, yeah,
3: because like once
2: again, it's a lost leader for the church and like BYU TV just get like eyes on their channel that's right next to like the Falwell channel and like whatever the Seven Hundred Club is on now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just uh, Mormon it's righteous a gemstones. Show. I like. Hey man, I liked. <laughs> we did one of the studio c skits was pretty obviously uh, a little racist but the other uh, one kyle loved it (laughs) i was a huge fan of that one it was great uh no uh but you know worth checking out when that comes out also a former uh guest of this podcast um who sent in a roast a not so roast of us uh mayor former mayor rocky anderson yeah, is very running nice things again. to say
3: about us folks
1: yes uh so he's running again officially I've, I've been seeing his his signs around he's got a little billboard um yeah he's got one on uh like when you're getting off the I- freeway yeah. yeah so i don't i mean listen uh i've got we've got some issues with <laughs> some of rocky's uh positions um, he's a liberal guy and, uh, he's going to be taking on another liberal, uh, for mayor of the city. So, um, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I mean, we, we did ask him a lot of questions that day and he gave us a lot, we we talked a lot. So if that interests you as well, (laughs) there's a whole episode with us and mayor Rocky Anderson, uh, talking about, I can't. Get, we talked about so many things. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but we 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 talked about policing and homeless and yeah. I mean, that's his kind of his big thing is is homelessness, yeah. right? So he,
2: he takes it a bunch of different ways. Like sometimes, like okay, I can get on board with that, and then like okay, I don't think I can <laughs> do that one. Yeah, yeah. He has a uh, latitudes. Let's just put it that way.
3: He contains
1: multitudes, folks. He, yeah, multitudes. The, the multitude okay. container. Yeah I, yeah, I was looking at a map. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, the last thing we wanted to mention this is a little story from uh, close to home, as we found out today. But if pe- I'm sure people saw it, uh, Donald Trump released a series of NFTs. <laughs> better than, better than
3: Lincoln. Better than maybe even George Washington.
1: I can't remember what he said. I I, I think it's that's your really favorite different. president. Folks. What did he say about like? <laughs> It's like like baseball cards, but more exciting. I think right, he said yeah, something something like that. Oh, Jordan
3: Jordan's gonna put the audio in for the intro. It's awesome. I think it.
1: I think it rules. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! The they NFT sold art out. looks. They did, did they really? Out. I should have bought one.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at a CBS right now too. An article on it. Donald Trump's first NFT collection sells out in less than a day. <laughs>
3: that's so yeah. sick but um Dude, to the- get into to get into <laughs> nfts in december
1: 2022 is so sick that it's quite is- a flex i would love to hear donald trump try to um explain what an nft is yeah are these I, like I, uh, are, are these like blockchain certified i mean do we I, know? You know i don't even i don't even know what qualifies uh, as blockchain certified quite yeah honestly. I, neither
3: do i but i mean that seems I mean, to be certified
1: garbage thing. with that bullshit art that, that they've they've uh, they've drawn up there. I love that he said, like, it's based on his real life experiences or whatever. And um, like,
2: one's him dressed
3: as a cowboy holding a shotgun and one's him as like Superman. Yeah. Dude, that's the funny thing. Like the NFTs, uh, every one of the NFTs has Trump like in incredible shape, like borderline jacked. Like it's yeah. the NFTs are funnier than the Ben Garrison paintings. Well,
2: yeah, because Ben Garrison stopped dra- uh, drawing him as buff. So, I mean, he has to get right. That, but
3: I'm uh, talking like, like peak Trump, like peak owning the libs, Hillary lost days when Ben Garrison was extremely horny for Trump and like, you know, was painting him like running, o- like in a football uniform oh, running man. over uh, like Senator Schumer. Yeah. And he's got, like, like, big, like, the rock bulging muscles. Yeah, yeah you're you, talking you, about, uh,
1: what's-his-face art, right? No, ben, no, ben I'm Garrison. talking about Ben Garrison. Oh. But there's, yeah, there's yeah, also yeah. John McNaughton, McNaughton who has the McNaughton. same kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. there yeah, were Mc...
3: multiple conservative painters who were extremely horny for Trump. Uh, you could just tell, like, Ben
2: Garrison spent, like, four hours on each of, like, Donald Trump's
1: traps. I, like, spent, like,
3: I spent, like, six hours on the shading of your upper lip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Except it's just on his fucking traps and neck yeah, it's just yeah he's um, got like
3: he's got like goldberg
1: traps i know it looks awesome so every reason so, i said this this hits close to home is because uh, from dan murphy on twitter he posted mm-hmm. a, a picture uh of uh, google Maps street view and he says the location the entity selling trump nfts nft international llc says it's based out of uh in park city utah NFT International LLC is not owned, managed, or controlled by Donald J. Trump, the Trump organization, CIC Digital LLC, or any of their respective principals or affiliates, says the website. Um, They're literally... They're at Kimball Junction. They're like, right. They're just at some like rant. Like, this is like a fake address, right?
2: It's (laughs) it's a UPS store next to the Smiths in Kimball Junction.
1: (laughs) Like, so So this is where the headquarters address is for like
2: whenever you buy your like cum gutter Trump NFT. Like, that's
1: fantastic. Did you guys see his follow up where it talks about uh, these NFT purchases? They're not actually, you're not actually buying an NFT or ownership of it. You're essentially just renting it so uh in part of the terms Hell here, yeah Dan you're Murphy renting posted- yeah, you're getting Yo, access to it. Is what that's you- so sick, dude. Yes, so I take says- back
3: what I said. I said when this when this came out that like Trump was cooked and he can't even grift right. I I'm gonna eat some crow here because this man is at the top of
1: his game. Yes. This is like this is a top tier. So I don't think you Trump can grift. You, like part of the big thing about uh, NFTs is that people were reselling them, but this license grant on the terms and conditions it says, as a user of the website, you are granted a non-exclusive. Neuron transferable revocable, and limited license to access and use the offerings and all other material products and or services posted or made available by and through uh, the same in accordance with the terms and conditions. Like so they can, is... and this says we can terminate this license at any time for any reason. So they literally just sold they sold access to look at a Trump NFT dog. Is what we this all is did. the
3: art of the deal. Trump became a landlord for
1: pictures. Oh, it's so awesome! That's that incredible.
2: That's why I don't think he's running for president. He's just returning to form of what he was before. Yeah. Just the
3: world's greatest con artist.
1: So I, I, I did I, I I probably mentioned the, uh, post office guy on here. Um, but I was in my conversation with him with Mark at the post office. I asked him about Trump running for president, and he said, "If you listen closely, he didn't actually say he's running for president." I was like, "Oh, really?" And I think he might be right about that. Like I kind of feel like Trump Trump gave himself enough leeway there to like i don't know maybe he actually isn't running for president but who knows it just seems like such a waste of time for him quite honestly like what like what do you get out of being president again who knows just i mean the grifts are still going clearly so um let's see i yeah i think greg i think we can turn the time over to you jordan why don't you hit us with that drop and greg's gonna walk us through some of these hell lines <laughs> it- kyle it is my pleasure yeah, thank you. I appreciate
4: it. Oh Welcome to hell, motherfucker! Oh boy! Oh oh Big oh
3: oh oh news. <laughs> Just real quick, one last housekeeping thing before I I oh, jump into these hell lines. I I am conducting pickups this week for Salt Lake Mutual Aid, and I am planning on dropping everything off on either friday or saturday um so if you do have some things like last minute i i have the week off work so i can come and swing by and grab it whenever you need just holler if you have stuff really i'll take whatever you got so just let me know all right so hell line number one that's just how the corporation crumbles (laughs) so from the salt lake tribune today Crumble Cookies, which started in Logan, Utah, is facing nearly $58,000 in fines after federal investigators say they found several of its franchises were violating child labor laws. At 11 locations, investigators found children as young as 14 years old working too many hours and in "quote hazardous or prohibited occupations for minors," according to a statement Tuesday from the U.S. Department of Labor. That's hazardous work, the statement said, including operating ovens and other potentially dangerous material or machinery. What? What the fuck? I don't. I don't see what the problem is here. Those little hands are good for
2: unclogging mixers. Like why?
3: (laughs) <laughs> this
2: is big government oh, overstepping its bounds to, to stomp out small business owners
1: i dude i i i often think about how much this is happening elsewhere uh i always think about this when i go to lagoon because <laughs> it's mainly children <laughs> that run that place but like how many utah companies have like children working there dude did you see the track of the stuff
3: did you see the response by the davis county libertarian party no what (laughs) was
1: it
3: i i i'm paraphrasing but it's something like you should we should find it hold (laughs) on a second i
2: I posted it so hold on okay yeah let me just pull it up from my twitter davis county libertarians
3: yeah which is an unbelievable like sicko thing to exist the only people who need to agree
2: whether a child should work is one, the child, two, the parents, and three, the employer
3: Awesome!
2: so so, so good news workhouses of the 19th century you have an ally
3: <laughs> I really can't Dude, wait for totally uh, the funny. new book, the Tuttle twins get their hands
1: caught in a giant mixer oh <sighs> man dude that is so brutal <laughs> the, Tuttle so the Tuttle Twins the Tuttle Twins meet Jacob man. Reese. <laughs> dude that sucks I mean I'm not, I'm not surprised but man that is such a funny take <laughs> uh, yeah cause, cause that also, also means a bunch a of other of things courts and contracts that control all of this stuff as long as there
2: is a joinder in place between a child their parents and whoever uh, children can consent to anything I love it. Wink. So good. Man, libertarians should really just, like, every time a story about, like, child labor or age of consent law should come up, like, libertarians should be, like, shocked with, like, a collar or something just to make sure they don't comment.
1: Dude, honestly. Uh, Like... (sighs) You really, I mean, no one's making you chime in on child labor laws. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you can, can just not be, say anything. You can just be the pro-gun, pro-weed, pro-gay marriage party or whatever and just not say anything about like age of consent in sexual relationships and also uh, age of child workers. But you, they just can't help themselves. They always chime in. It's so embarrassing. Yeah.
0: Oh. That just
2: that just feels like a drill tweet or something like that too. Except it's about Jeffrey Epstein, and then trying to delete the post afterwards. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. It's so good.
3: <laughs> all right all right speaking of more sicko organizations uh, actually hold on on a a second
2: don't buy crumble cookies like what the fuck are you doing buying like two thousand calorie cookies stop they're
1: they're gross and they taste like shit here's the other thing it's like that they are so nationwide now it's like this is no longer just a utah thing this is like people that listen to this podcast that are not from utah you probably know what crumble is now yeah, and we were I'm, talking we're to
2: Brian about it on, on Street Fight. Right. He's like, yeah, we have
3: them in Columbus. Like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, yeah they better see if there's any more enormous. children working long hours at those locations. Which is well.
3: really funny, too, because there was already like a cookie delivery service on the East Coast way before Crumble.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it's like- insomnia cookies,
3: which were like were huge when I lived in Philly. OK,
1: what's novel about them? Are Like, I don't I don't eat. I can't eat these. I don't they're know. They're in a pink box. Is that yeah. and they're also they're just huge?
3: And they're Are just, they're like, yeah, they're big cookies and they're kind of like novelty cookies. Like you can get like, you can go there and get like a key lime pie cookie.
1: Okay, There's so like, and cookies. they have voodoo, like 100 100 voodoo donuts, donuts, but for cookies. What's that? It's voodoo donuts, but for cookies, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that God. kind of thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. As in both will put you in your grave early. And you
3: yeah, can yeah
1: like, I, if you're in a diabetic comas, when I was 18, one of the worst nights of my life was uh I was in a situation where I ended up having to sleep on a curb, but I oh no um, had it was po- after having a, a Captain Crunch donut and a Reese's Puff cereal donut from Voodoo Donuts and I puked my guts out so um yeah. Shout out to that place. Shout out to crumble. hope that, uh, you know, you're giving people similar experiences through your key lime pie cookies or whatever. I, I yeah. hope that
2: you're covering your workers comp for your uh, children employees. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm sure, I'm sure crumble is, uh, definitely giving those children benefits. Yeah. I'm sure Hey, crumble unionize.
1: We we gotta get these children unionized. Yeah, we gotta
3: we gotta get the fourteen year olds at Crumble unionized. We gotta
1: star a child union. I can't wait
3: to see like there'll be like some some kid at Highland High wearing a Teamsters coat.
1: Dude, I'm gonna start dropping <laughs> off like cards and like literature to the children at Crumble.
3: There we go. Thank you, comrade. Finally, Actually, that's
1: this- I'm I'm gonna. I don't work at Crumble. I don't know anyone that works at Crumble. My mission is to make a Crumble unionize and see what happens.
3: Yes,
1: we have. A- <laughs> and there's going to be like a bunch of teens unionized. This is where your Patreon
3: crumble. money's going from now on, folks. Oh, this is.
2: I'm printing out. Yeah, we're, I'm printing. We're making I- a sequel to Newsies, and we're calling it Cookies. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I'm making a. I'm making a bunch of 17 year olds, 14 to 17 year olds, unionize at a Crumble. Okay, Greg, take us. All right,
3: another shitty organization. Hell line number two. Operation Underground Twitter. So, from Tim Marchman at Motherboard, Twitter's new head of trust and safety has invited QAnon adjacent and publicity hungry anti-trafficking group OUR,
1: the subject of a criminal probe. Anti-trafficking belief. in extreme uh, air quotes.
3: Yes the subject of a criminal probe believed to be ongoing, to discuss a partnership. OUR tells Tim and Anna Merlin of Vice, it's quote, delighted by the offer. And among the many ongoing dramas involved in Elon Musk reluctantly buying Twitter and taking over as its main character, one is more accurate than most. Musk's accusation that Twitter, quote, refused to take action on removing child sexual exploitation material or CSEM before his tenure.
2: Yeah. And. Now Jordan
3: Peterson can't find it. Yeah, that was, my, that was my that was my favorite from last week was like uh, now nobody can find child porn and you know that I would be the uh,
1: number one expert on where to find child porn on the on Twitter.com. That was one of another like why do like don't say that online. He's the,
3: like, yeah, it's
1: not I've hard been to looking not really hard like for like. it.
2: And yeah. I just
3: can't find it. It's like my, my not involved in fucking children. T-shirt has a lot of people asking questions yeah. already answered by my T-shirts. But anyway, back
1: to underground railroad, they fell off fast, didn't they? Well, yeah, ever since that investigation happened, Vice had all those great articles. I just like, don't see much about them anymore. They've kind of just no. gone into hiding. It seems yeah. like they
3: really have. Like the first were... time I've
1: heard about them in a while, actually. It,
2: it really is. Cause I mean, like they went from like having Tim Ballard sit next to president Trump during like the human trafficking seminar immigration thing. I don't know what it was, but it was like, he was at the big table and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm just so happy to be, to be thought of with uh, Elon Musk as his company continues to catch fire. Yeah. So yeah, good. it's
1: pretty weird. I, I need to I wanted to yeah like they don't really post as much. I haven't looked at Tim's Twitter in a while. I'm sure he's still doing the podcast rounds or whatever. Um
2: No, I I, I did check his Twitter last week and it was really funny. It was um
3: oh, who was he doing? It was something amazing. Uh has he gone on in the bullpen yet? Cuz that would be I would listen to that.
2: No, but uh he was interviewing Lech Wałęsa, which is the uh former head of
1: Solidarity in Poland. Oh, sick!
2: Um, yeah, which is like, huh? Kind
1: of weird. Was, and he was hosting a North Korea escapee at some free event. Why did I not go to this? At Bount, this okay? I'm like pretty far back, I guess. This was in in May he held some free event with a girl that's a North Korea defector.
2: Oh yeah. Her. She's the one that always says like, uh, Kim Jong-il forced all of us to get like the single haircut. And one person had one hair out of it and got blown up with a missile. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's the one that's right. like, Oh yeah, you don't, That's quite you're, a claim. you're just lying. Yeah. Like, that's, that's and awesome. and I'm like, I'm not a tanky by far. I think North Korea is horrible, but like, this uh yanni park like she is the one that like says like oh yeah sometimes um we get treated so horrible that um dogs just allow are just allowed by the army to just like tear people apart or something it's like i don't think that's necessarily
1: true oh also somewhat related did you guys see that mike lee is trying to introduce a bill to ban any type of sexual content online (laughs)
3: oh yeah
2: totally popular that'll definitely win republicans like congress Dude, in like I love two libertarian.
1: years i mean come on that's just, <laughs> what a, that's what so an awesome thing to do hold but on yeah. let's just think
2: about this for one second too they just got off an election where it was supposed to be a layup for the republicans to control both houses of congress but they came off so weird and so disjointed with the american people that they actually lost a seat in the senate and like got the smallest house majority since like i don't know the 1870s and they're like anyway we should ban uh probably the most popular uh form of online entertainment
3: possible especially in utah yeah (laughs) especially i actually think i found i think i found his uh his alt tims uh or mike lee's no mike lee's it's this guy named at rufus brant Oh, man. Tweeted. uh is, is that when that females have been fighting with? Yes. When females start <laughs> to get used to sex toys that stimulate intensity, they expect orgasms become ungrateful. It's an oh, unnatural practice that becomes normalized I, more and more by feminists and, quote, female pleasurists. I
1: hate you for bringing this back into my consciousness. Was there an hour ago. <laughs> you, you could I have just I, like
2: you could have just like brought up like that Marjorie Taylor Greene tweet where she was mad that like sex toys were next to like toothbrushes at walmart or something oh yeah <laughs> how
3: dare Why you is walmart? like, how many so times has mgt uh, yeah. or mtg cheated on her husband now I
1: don't, yeah that we is, know about getting divorced actually yeah 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 that's right uh, wow so sick. anyway okay i love this country it's, we're having fun. We haven't yeah.
3: recorded
2: for a while, so we're like we're getting a lot of energy. I know. We're out. getting
3: we're getting a lot of this. All right. Uh, hell line number three. We do not support independent cinema. <laughs>
1: okay, that's a good line. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, Broadway theater. Um, that was pretty good. <laughs> from Politico, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema is changing her party affiliation to independent, delivering a jolt to Democrats narrow majority in Washington along with it. In a 45 minute interview where she self-sucked the entire time, uh, the first senator, the first term senator told Politico that she will not caucus with Republicans and suggested that she intends to vote, quote, the same way she has for four years in the Senate. Nothing will change about my values or my behavior, she said. Uh, Cinema is widely known as the most brazenly corrupt person in the Senate. And now we all get to see what things would look like if Evan
1: McMullen won. It, she's just doing this to avoid getting primaried. Is that correct?
2: Y- yeah, but I don't think it's going to work because her she approval has like rating 8% among-
1: <laughs> Approval rating
3: in Arizona? No, it's
2: lower than that. And like for like, Arizona Democrats, her approval rating is five. Sick, five percent. That rocks. Just among Democrats. So ninety-five percent of Democrats do not like her.
1: I love. Which is amazing
2: when it's a Democratic senator, or at least was. So So the idea
1: is that she is like basically like, I dare you to run someone against me, and we'll just split the vote and lose to a Republican.
2: Because like Ruben Gallegos, who's a who is a uh, congressman from uh, arizona is pretty much like priming to run a primary against her oh i see and like he was like all right fine you can go independent i'm still gonna run for the for the nomination yeah. because everyone hates you
4: <laughs> and, yeah she's and, terrible like,
2: And honestly, it makes sense to actually still do the primary against her because, like, who is she pulling votes from at that point, too? Like, you've completely lost the Democrats on that one, too. She's underwater with independents and Republicans as well. So, like, who who were you? What's your base?
1: I don't know. It's like it's like
2: Mitt Romney and like 12 guys in Maricopa County.
1: Yeah, yeah it'll be really weird to see what happens I, I wouldn't i would not be surprised to see her just get crushed in the general anyway even she's if she gonna won't. she's gonna get her ass
3: kicked and then she's gonna like become a lobbyist and like make a bajillion yeah. dollars and she
1: essentially already is yeah Yeah. i mean uh, she already
3: is like she just like like i forgot exactly what like what the number was and but apparently she took like some sort of huge donation the day that she changed her uh her party affiliation, like yeah. just like absolutely the most brazen corruption you can imagine. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. not surprising at all. Um, yeah. But she's,
3: she's the worst.
2: Yeah. Like 2024 was going to be a hard election cycle for like, for like Democrats in Arizona anyway.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Um. But mm,
1: I, I don't music see do you guys think Kristen she's going to
2: eat just an absolute.
3: Is she <laughs> even going to campaign? She just,
2: she just listens to Lisa Loeb on repeat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I want, I like, I want to look at her Instagram and see if I can find like any type of like personality indicators other than the the fuck know. offering. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Actually. Yeah. yeah that I was
2: just that. like, she's, oh man, the, the desert news had like a large like piece on her, which was just amazing to read because you could just see Mitt Romney getting horned up for her. Yeah, the whole thing is he weird. She
3: is so like there's down bad, and then there's whatever Mitt Romney is for Kirsten Cinema.
2: She's just so brave and intelligent, and
3: that psychotic I just
1: display that they both put on. Like I don't think I mean I know when I what it's going to feel that's like. That's what caused your an mental an breakdown. Yeah, i I know when I'm in my living die, room
3: downstairs.
1: That, that's just going to be the thing that's firing through my brain as the synapses explode. It's just going to be Mitt Romney doing like proposing to Kirsten cinema while wearing a real Salt Lake Jersey. It's I make me just don't think I've seen Kyle that angry ever.
2: I was, or it since. wasn't even
1: just, it was a lot of things guys, but I think it, I, I saw anyway, you break. Like I broke.
3: You, it was the literal interpretation of hello darkness.
1: My old friend. I broke on one of those, uh, uh, fun floor mats for kids that they that are like a designed as like a little town that you can drive cars on you know what i'm talking about (laughs) the one that that noah has
3: yeah my 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 little boy's old carpet
1: yeah i died on that that night (laughs) all right let's uh basement forever
3: let's talk about another shithead okay please all right hell line number four more like guilty weinstein Okay. From NPR, Harvey Weinstein, once one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, whose many sex crimes helped ignited the #MeToo movement was convicted of three of seven charges in his second sex crimes trial, this time in Los Angeles. The jury was unable to reach a verdict on three of the charges. The 70-year-old is already serving a 23-year prison sentence for rape and sexual assault in New York. Weinstein was charged with seven counts of raping and sexually assaulting four women from 2004 to 2013. A model, a dancer, a massage therapist, and a producer. He was originally charged with four more charges, but those were dismissed when prosecutors said they were Unable to proceed on the allegations made by a woman identified as Jane Doe Five.
1: Good riddance. Fuck him and his gross dick. He's already been in prison, right? Yeah, he's He's been
3: in prison for a minute. Like,
2: at a certain point, like, yeah, that's good that serve more justice, but it's definitely like they're just using him as like putting the years on him so they don't go after anyone else.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of just how yeah totally and like you know just like you said like it's good that you know some justice has gained there but it's just really hard not to think about like the things yeah. outside of each one of these people that existed yeah, he, in, he and he gets cool. to be the
2: entertainment industry's collective whipping boy
3: right and there's like yeah there's like multiple people who are still in power who defended him and covered up his crimes and like it's good. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing that he's in jail for the rest of his life, but it's a much more pervasive problem than the little bit of justice that we've all gotten.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with like Epstein and Gillian Maxwell and etc. There are all people. Andrew Cuomo. Oh yeah, no, he's just Italian, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: right. He just gets really
3: aggressive because he's Italian. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I am. I am a gay. I am a trans. <laughs> I am a uh, sexual abuser. I am Man. Italian. What a guy. <laughs> All, All right. Here's right. uh, the last one. Hell line number five more like Sam Bankman fraud. Nice. From Reuters. Following his arrest, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has signed legal papers paving the way for his extradition from the Bahamas to the United States, where he faces fraud charges over the cryptocurrency exchange's collapse, a Bahamas official said on Tuesday. Bankman-Fried faces eight federal charges, including wire fraud, security frauds, and money laundering related to the collapse of his crypto exchange, which sank into bankruptcy last month. You know my favorite detail of this that's come out of, of like this whole thing is that apparently they had like a Slack group with a channel that just said wire fraud.
2: It Are it you really serious? yes. Every everything literally, literally about said this. wire fraud. Everything about this is amazing and also like the, another amazing part is like how many like right-wing conspiracies were about were around just because like oh they're not going to go after him because oh they're dragging their feet on this indictment and all that too and he donated
3: money to the democratic party
2: yeah and as like friend of the pod shocks like said too is like they got an indictment done in a month like that is lightning speed and it was mainly because the guy wouldn't shut the fuck up and he was going on cnbc every single day to talk about (laughs) those like financial crimes it was literally like that wiretap scene from casino except for it was just an fbi agent just watching cnbc with like mad money just like Good lord, man! Just Dude, it's like up.
3: that. It's like that scene in Role Models where uh, Paul Rudd's girlfriend is trying to defend the guy, and they have him on tape. And he's like, "Look, it's me
1: committing a felony." Dude, it's crazy how just like yeah, like brazen they were about all of Dude, this.
3: Dude, they had like
1: six different Super Bowl ads, just like last year. I know. Wait, wait I can't. I, like, I, like, were they a Miami Heat sponsor or were they? It was like, FTX it was arena. arena. Yes. Oh, it's the damn arena. Sick. Yeah. Awesome. They <laughs> and, they, and they the sponsor- patch on the MLB
2: umpires uniforms and dude, they got Larry David and God. God. At least Larry David has a building excuse for like being like, no, nah, this still seems stupid to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> i well, think my favorite though have you like that that shack quote and like shack notoriously will take a check from anyone he will show anything and even he was like i can't i can't do this crypto shit because it's too scammy
1: that's what i said dude. he did that's what i told him Shaq, yeah yeah he played level moral ground
3: he played
2: basketball with a cgi general
1: Yes. That was awesome. Those commercials were good, actually. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I like that he just- Saved me so pa- much money on my insurance. Wait, did he take over Papa John? Is he is he the new yeah, Papa he's, John? Yeah, he's
3: the Papa John guy. That's part oh, of the reckoning. Nice. I love that. Good for That's, him. Yeah. it's uh, Shaq's now the one who's eating 30 to 40 pizzas a, a week or whatever.
1: <laughs> Man, at least he can do it. I think that I think that works well I think, for him. Okay, I can do it, guys. Word well. Um, let's get into the, the, the main thing that we wanted to talk about this evening. And, um, Holy
2: cow, did we not talk about
1: Elon Musk at all? No, we, I don't want to talk about Elon Musk anymore. No, because it's
3: ongoing. We'll, we'll do like a whole episode on Elon. When, eventually Will we? He's, found, oh. <laughs> when he's eventually found face down in like his South African bunker. Yeah, I don't uh, like, do
1: want to do an episode. I don't want to talk about him anymore until he's dead. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like well, ho- Then hopefully that. I feel
3: Hopefully like we're getting like close a, to
1: some type of video game world that happens soon.
3: Yeah. I feel like we're getting close to Hitler in the, in the <laughs> bunker.
1: You, I dude, he did say on Twitter that he's going to actually pick a new CEO. Uh, if he can find someone yeah, down to take the job. I and think I, and,
3: that, I think that the Saudis, when he went to the world cup, showed him the uh, Khashoggi tape. Dude,
1: I honestly think he's just deeply unhappy and he's realizing that he is uh, made the biggest miss. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't. Has anyone else pissed away a fortune this big as quickly as he is? Like, I don't think we've ever seen this much money. No, Twitter's so good right now.
2: The, the the only thing I can really compare it to is King Ludwig of uh, Bavaria, who spent the entire treasury of Bavaria on Neuschwanstein Castle, and yeah, then there's some. Pretty good evidence he was
1: murdered in the lake behind the castle. <laughs> Honestly, that's a better use of money. Like, this is just insane. Yeah, I, New Schwanstein's
2: awesome. They base it for the Disney castle.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, what do we, what do we've got? We've got the most insane situation. I mean, I, yeah, we're not talking about yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah,
2: Keen Ludwig had an awesome castle. Uh, Elon Musk has Cat Turd 2 and uh, like. I don't know, fucking Mike Cernovich, like, that's a great trade $44 billion for that.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the the main thing that we wanted to talk about, that's, I mean, it is somewhat related. And that's, uh, it's in it's in the tech sphere, which I guess you could argue that Twitter is but something that's been happening uh, across all of, of the tech industry, but uh, which is something that is um, pretty important to the Utah's economy. We have a lot of tech companies here. We have what has been called Silicon Slopes, which was essentially started when Adobe moved uh, one of their main headquarter buildings here and a ton of other tech companies started moving people here. Um, It's also somewhat related to the gigantic NSA facility that we have out here. Facebook has a bunch of stuff out here. And then a ton of local Utah tech companies have started and grown Here. And uh, what's been going on is that uh, these companies, which grew massively over the last few years, hired tons of people, raised a ton of money, had a ton of VC money pumped in because of how low interest rates were, are all laying off hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people all right before the holidays. Um, this is something we saw earlier in the year, there were some bigger companies like Google, Amazon, laying off people and a ton of companies seem to just be following their lead and doing the exact same thing. And so many specifically in Utah have taken place over the last few weeks. Um, there's a quick little Axios thing that I'm going to go through. Uh, but there's, a, a, you know, I know a ton of people who have gotten laid off. I have... I a I am a LinkedIn user, despite my best judgment, and uh, oh no. there are so many stories on here about people being laid off. Uh, people I know, like I said, connections to people I know, um, and I want to read some of the stuff that I'm seeing on there from from some people because, uh, you know, a, a lot of these companies, in my experience, uh, in in previous companies I've worked for, you you kind of get a sense. Um, for how these things go. Like there might be somebody that has a really good idea, starts a company, hires a ton of people, gets a ton of money pumped in. But you know, a lot of these guys are inexperienced or don't really know how to manage a company of the size that they that they end up with, and ends up in in, in these types of situations. But um, just some highlights from Axios Salt Lake City uh, some workers and industry watchers post online that they were dismayed that cuts are coming less than a month before Christmas. So this started, uh, like around, uh, November sometime in different parts of November Draper based plural site, which is one of these big companies laid off 20% of its workforce, about 400 employees, the company's CEO announced this week. And this move comes, comes after a week where route and podium both laid off scores of employees as well. Benafi, a Salt Lake cybersecurity firm valued over $1 billion, also had a round of layoffs this month, according to a former employee who posted on LinkedIn. Other companies like Thumbtack, Taxbit, Filevine have laid off workers too. Um, and this is what some of the things that, that they're saying quoted by Axios. I'm sure it has to do with financials, making sure that it's looking good at the end of the year, but it's definitely not a good look. And it seems to be shocking that so many companies are doing that. Nikki Sanders, a Cottonwood Heights blockchain engineer, told Axios. She was let go this week by TaxBit, but said the company provided severance. The tech industry is facing, is bracing for a downturn in 2023, and investors are looking for more proof of frugality. Podium, for example, is prolonging a hiring slowdown, trimming office space, cutting software costs, and reducing perks, according to a memo obtained by Business Insider. Uh, Specifically, when they talk about reducing perks, um, like stuff like uh, not matching 401k, for instance, I mean... I'll get to this in a sec. I've got some, a lot of thoughts about like what we're seeing here. Um, quote, <laughs> this is from uh, the podium CEO. We accept full responsibility for the decisions that led us here. And we are incredibly sorry to have to make these necessary decisions. CEO Eric Raya and co-founder Dennis Steele wrote, according to Insider. Okavu, iFit, MX, and Homie. Uh, some of the, those companies, people on this podcast might wait, have can you uh, Wait, can
3: them. you repeat those names again?
1: Okavu? I fit. Oh Mx. yeah, fuck I fit. Well, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, home. I used to work there. That company can. I was being s- ambiguous about that, but yeah. Suck me. Uh, which all have Utah ties or are based here reduced their workforces earlier this year. Um, so, and what, what what's going on? I mean, so here's like just one, I guess, sort of positive thing that that's happening for people that have been laid off. If anyone has been that is listening to this. Silicon Slopes is hosting a networking event from 9 a.m. to noon on Monday at the organization's Lehigh headquarters for recently laid off workers and companies that are hiring. I honestly don't know why this is happening at this time and in this manner, CEO Clint Betts told Axios. It's devastating to so many of our community and their families. Um, I want to also mention... so. There's a common theme from these CEOs after these things happen. They say things like "I, I take full responsibility." We heard that from the podium um, CEO in that Axios article, but this was something that was said also by the Pluralsight CEO. So this is something that uh, a post I saw on LinkedIn from someone uh, which generated a lot of discussion and people, you know, taking issue with some of the comments these CEOs are making, but. This is what, uh, this guy Ryan said online as your CEO or quote, as your CEO, I own this outcome and I take full responsibility for the decisions that Shut got the us here, fuck up. says Aaron Sconard. Aaron makes almost $6.5 million a year in salary. Yet it yeah. isn't him who supposedly takes full responsibility for his company's mistakes, who is sacked or is asked to take a pay cut from a quick Google search. He's not taking a pay cut for himself or a CFO who makes $2 million a year. This happens again and again. The people making decisions are never the ones who pay the price. I don't know what the answer is, answer is, but I do know that it's not this. I mean, that's the
3: thing. And I can I mean, I can vouch for this. I've worked in tech before. I've been I've been laid off from two different tech jobs. Yeah. Both too. of which I'm, one in particular, I used to work for a company called Experticity here. It's now changed to expert voice in Salt Lake and like literally I got, I got laid off a week after my like big review that was like glowing and I was expecting a raise and this and that. And like, you know, when I had my, my exit interview with, uh, the head of HR and, you know, she, she said like, you know, me and the executive team, we take full responsibility. And I was like, what the fuck did, what does that even mean? Because like, you're all fine. You all have your jobs. I don't. And now I'm out insurance. I'm out any sort of retirement that I, that I would, you know, ostensibly have. And like, yet all of you are going to get your Christmas bonuses at the end of the year. And I get like a month pay and then I'm out on my ass. So like, it's just a way it's just PR. Cause at the end of the day, like They're the ones who fucked up and like everything else in this stupid country, they're the ones who don't have to face any of the repercussions.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's I I take responsibility, but there are never any consequences for like the things I'm doing. And like, you know, if if he were to resign as CEO, he would just go into another CEO position at like another company because there's there's always there's often been a rotating cast of like guys that are, you know, C-suite level that can kind of just bounce around regardless of, of what takes place. Like for example, like a company that I used to work for uh, a startup that I worked for a long time ago, raised a ton of money. um, CEO kind of ran things into the ground a bit, uh, was removed from as being CEO and then just moved into like being a professional, like board member, an angel investor. And it's just (laughs) like, okay. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, these comments are so interesting in here because, of course, you get the people that are like, uh, you know, uh, that are defending CEOs, against, you know, defending their honor, of course. Um, There are people in here that are that are very upset, of course, as you know, as I think they should be. Um, But like you get stuff like... um, i mean the I take full responsibility thing is nothing more than just uh it than than just looking good on a press release or trying to to mitigate the damage on a press release but so what I was gonna mention earlier is like it's insane that this is just kind of this is just part of uh part of the whole thing here i I saw um let's see i like this guy leaving this comment i think this is so so interesting that somebody thinks this way never depend on a company for income use it as a stepping stone to get where you want to be financially f- shut up expect a layoff expect someone you- to deal you a surprise with your career even if you don't own the company companies are necessary for those individuals who want to ride the waves and sometimes that wave could last a lifetime but most of the time that wave crashes by choice or by someone else's choice what do these what people think? Can- <clears throat> sorry what do these people think people go to jobs for yeah right uh- This is interesting. Learn what you can and leave or expect to be laid off if you don't have ownership. How has, how How do you get to ownership? Well, yeah. How has it, how has working turned into this? Like, I mean, it, I would argue it was never ideal just to be, to have, you know, the company job, but like, there's no, there are slowly shrinking the amount of actual, like steady careers that people can have. Uh, And like I mentioned earlier, the perks being taken away, it's like literally a company matching 401k, a 401k in and of itself is already such like a gigantic scam compared to what it was supposed to be originally like uh, of of what like a pension and retirement used to be. Like, it's crazy that it's gotten to this far where like there's people who are like legitimately saying never depend on a company for your income. It's like, What are you supposed to... Yeah, then
3: why do we have jobs?
1: Everyone's just going to start their own business and be an owner of their own independent business? I mean, this is
2: what happens. I mean, you have essentially C-suite people in this country that are just like... That essentially their entire academic career before this was just like an MBA and studying motivational posters. Like, that's it. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, you know, just hang in there, sweetie. Like, it'll get better. But like, there's no real there's no real mechanisms for that to happen because their entire job at this point is now just to like wait to ride the wave of like higher inflations and the end of like 0% credit from, from venture capital now. Yeah. And so it's going to get rough for those, for those tech companies now because like, the 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 game's over like before this the game was essentially just keep riding the the venture capital trail until like meta or google buys you out and then that's it right you go form a new company and start it all over again and make more money doing that but now that that's over like these guys don't know what to do like now they now the only thing they can really do is just slam the layoff button like it's gonna just become a bunch of these a bunch of these companies in silicon slopes are going to go like that's it all those all those buildings you see in lehigh as you drive through a lot of those names are going to come off them soon because that's the way it is and this state invested so much in in silicon slopes as well too including giving them their own like regulatory sandboxes so they could do whatever the fuck they wanted no matter what labor rights doesn't matter uh any sort of like
1: regulatory infrastructure needed to make sure you don't break the law eh, yeah. fuck it, go with it. And like tax incentives in particular, also being like such a big one. Uh, there's a solid tribune article that, that is talking about the plural site uh, layoffs and, and <laughs> plural site was offered a tax rebate deal up uh, worth up to $21 million if it met the terms of a contract with the governor's mm-hmm. office of economic opportunity to create 2,400 jobs over 10 years, beginning in 2017 Dude, and as how many of these tech da- wait, companies got
3: PPP loans?
1: Well, okay, so uh let me finish this. A state database shows that as of March, again, this was a 10-year agreement beginning in 2017 that they got this tax incentive, this tax rebate deal. A, ta- a state database shows that as of March of this year, Pluralsight had qualified for 0 to 25% of that total tax credit despite uh, despite their agreement. And layoffs are and, and and so like this is just it it makes me so physically ill. <laughs> because uh I mean again they 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 claim to be taking responsibility they there's never there's never consequences or any of this like like the, the hiring practices um that, that that have taken place over the last few years like evidently were completely irresponsible because like none of this should have been completely uh, like you can't you can't count on zero percent interest loans forever, no right uh, and so everyone everyone was competing with each other for the same pool of employees, trying to grow as quickly as possible to try to like, you know, I guess va- become as valuable as possible and maybe go public. Um, and but like, tri-
2: you know, that I'm sorry, that Trib article you're, you're talking
1: did. about too, also like listed like the valuations for
2: each of these companies too. Oh, absolutely. Like Pluralsight was like valued at $3 billion and all it is, is just like a training like software. So you can like watch videos and learn how to do like, I don't know, AWS stuff or tech certifications or something like that. Those valuations... They had a net loss
1: of $164 million in 2020. Like, that's how these companies operate. And, like, the
2: year before that, it was, like, $146 million. Like, they just lose money. Like, all of these companies are just nothing but, like, drunk on cheap credit, and now that the party's over, like, uh, the lights are coming back up, and they don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I like <sighs> this it, it feel like i'm i'm an idiot i don't know how any of this stuff works i have i have a job and i work for like a tech company that i really like and they treat me well and it's good i've had bad experiences in the past with other companies um and i've been laid off uh as a result of uh private equity acquisitions or companies being run into the ground by really poor ceo decisions um but like it's so hard to feel any sort of confidence in any in anything when like the this, this like these companies were the were the crown jewel of utah and they yeah. have been yeah like when when our governor when you know high representatives of the state talk about things that are good about utah they talk about these types of companies and like i just i I, 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 it's, I, it's, it's unbelievable all
2: built on nothing. I it mean, feels
1: like it's built on nothing and it's yeah, really insane. It's like somebody has is good built it, on sand, man. They have a good idea. They build like functional software that works for people. And all of a sudden they're losing $200 million a year, but being bought for $3.8 billion by VC. And then now they're laying off, you know, thousands of people. So it's like, I don't know. And like the way that this stuff is mythologized too. Like I know somebody, who works at one of these companies uh and I was talking to them about you know like what's been going on and they you know the the toll that layoffs take not not only of course on the people that are laid off but like the people who stay also who keep their jobs uh often are inheriting way more work than they had before and just saw that their uh, friends got laid off uh and their coworkers and they saw how little care like went into that decision yeah. Um, uh, it's really demoralizing and it uh obviously makes people demotivate or unmotivated um at one of these companies i am aware of a situation in which uh there was supposed to be a planned christmas break between christmas and new years like that week having that week off uh literally like the week before this they say okay we're canceling that. Everyone's expected to come into the office during that week. We owe it to our coworkers who were laid off. That's one of the executives oh. said this to the employees, saying that they owe it to their fellow coworkers who were laid off that they need to come in to the office in that week between Christmas and New Year's time that they were pla- promised just the to most have off. Evil shit. It's just so disgusting, dude. And I can everyone the tape back just a little it's bit. So dehumanizing. It's,
3: it's something that really bothers me. Like I just, it's it's been in my mind since you mentioned it. Like the whole. 401k thing and like not you know uh relying on a business or a job for your income when like the, th- the thing that's been in the back of my head since you said that is like the statistic that something like 90 percent of all stocks are owned by millionaires in this country yeah like how does the average person get ahead and like you do like like i have a friend i'm not gonna I, i i'm not gonna say her name but she's like literally done everything right you know like she worked really hard in high school and got a scholarship and went to law school and got the good job and all of these things and like started saving money and wanted to buy a house and then all of a sudden like houses started skyrocketing we would get like Private equity, like BlackRock, you know, the stories we've talked about them just like buying up entire city blocks and like she had a a condo that she had found here and like was going to close on it, like had the check ready to sign over for the down payment and like some private equity group comes along and like just sweeps it up and offers like $90,000 more than uh, what they asked for in cash. You know, like, how yeah. does the average person compete with something like that? And, I, you know, like, and how can you not rely... On a company for a job that just doesn't work for the average person. And the fact is the majority of people who are in C-suite are Nepo babies, which is kind of the, you know,
2: <laughs> the, 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 term, the topic du jour, today.
3: but it's true. Like, like the average person who was in those Swiss C-suite are there not because they, they deserve the position, but because of whatever status or familial ties they have. Yeah,
2: I mean that's especially in like Utah Tech because
3: that was iFit right it there. It was a, it yeah. was a a family owned company, and they like had the entire C suite was just that family. Or dare I say, Qualtrics? Yeah, or Qualtrics is the same way.
1: Yeah, but like even more so, it's like the boards that these companies are at, are like that they're at the whims too. Like there are people, there are professional board members who sit on a board just to make like these types of decisions. The people like that are behind the private equity money that's being poured into these companies, the VC, all of those people are from the people that you described, Greg. So like, yeah, there are these individual guys who, you know, started a tech company in their basement when they were at BYU or whatever and then are super rich now. But like behind them is this like score of the people you're talking about, the people that like hold the majority of the stock. It's like, it's these VC guys, it's the hedge fund guys. It's these people that have this like just – immense amount of money where there's some company you never heard of that's buying this other company for four billion dollars and it's like that's where all of like that control really is and there's just no accountability for any of that like it it, you're rewarded for it Mitt Romney is such a good example of somebody whose entire career is based off of being that person behind you know yeah but, but and being so uh i mean it's it's violent quite honestly yes absolutely and i it's it's really horrifying to see that like there's just zero accountability for any of that ever you know what's really funny
2: to me is that every time that you that one of us or anytime like even socialism is brought up (laughs) on like an online space too it's always
3: met with like well, it's never worked when you've utilized it as if this is fucking working. Oh my – dude. Dog, I'm 37 years old and I've lived <laughs> through three economic collapses. You want to sit here and tell me that capitalism works? Well, Suck my dick okay. and my asshole. I,
1: there's one thing in particular Um, I have to find the discussion uh, that I I, th- I think was t- – that took place in the same thread if I remember correctly. Um, oh, I don't think I, I – don't, I don't see it. Um, But – the concept of um, of 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 un- the economy working well if there's five to seven percent unemployment. Uh-huh. Like, in order for the economy to work well, five to seven percent of the workforce needs to be out of a job. Like, yeah one one twenty. That's working well. Like that's that's like
3: economics pe- is the dumbest bullshit imaginable.
1: Well, it and it's not it's not without uh, like we were, we had this conversation like w- uh, with Dustin the other yes. day whatever day I, that might that I think that was probably yesterday. Um, like the economics in this country has an agenda. It's not non it's not non ideological. Like. for an economist to say like in order for this to be working well five to seven percent of the workforce needs to be without a a job like and that's you had
3: you had what's his name uh larry what's summers larry summers like basically cheering on a recession all summer long
1: yeah oh they all they need a recession yeah Yeah. i mean
2: they need one Capitalism depends on the Roman idea of decimation, which is like mm-hmm. one tenth has to get destroyed by the other 90% in order for the other 90% to be better at their positions or something like that. Like, that's what the legion would do. If the legion was dishonored or anything like that, 90% of them would kill one, 10% of them. And like, that was supposed to make you better at it. But this is the coercive effect of capitalism here. Like, this is you're every time you go to your job, you're supposed to see those shanty towns and you're supposed to see like people. It's a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, you could have a worse. So keep your head down. And, and if you're, and if you're even try to leave this, you will be destroyed. So Mm -hmm. like, like, I don't, I don't see how it can work and it's gotten, it's backslid. Like we go from like with the 1990s, it's probably like the peak of American capitalism, I'd probably say, to what we have now. And there is no hope that from that generation to this generation, it will get better. As a matter of fact, in a lot of ways, it's going to get much, much worse. Like all of us, all of our healthcare costs are going to be much higher. All of our basic goods are much higher. Housing is so much higher. So much higher. And that... Like, this is not an economy that's functioning. It's this just, is not an economy that's even workable for most people. Like, it came up with that stat the other day that 60% of people in this country are living paycheck to paycheck. So that means oh, they are yeah. on the edge.
1: And that, that's not including the uh, the three to or five to 7% of people who should who are unemployed, who don't even make up for that. Like, Exactly. You're exactly right. So we need okay, in order for this to work, we need five to 7% of of people of the workforce be unemployed. And then however many 60% of the people to be living paycheck to paycheck as well You need two thirds
2: of this country to be one slip away from complete despair.
1: Yeah, and then the people who make the decisions that impact those people that are living, you know, those that 60% of the workforce living paycheck to paycheck, the people that make the decisions and everyone's that pay the price like ever, ever.
3: that you whole, need- that GOP tweet is like, it's very interesting to me because it's like they 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 use that, but there's kind of that underlying message of like, but yeah, we can make it go higher.
2: If we can make it go higher or we can just destroy any sort of safety net that you could possibly use. Uh, the safety if-
3: net's already destroyed, right? Like, yeah. dude, like, the average American cannot, cannot afford a $400 expense. 10% of people in poverty in this
2: state get aid from the government. That's how bad it is. Not ten percent of people, period. Ten percent of people below the poverty Below the poverty line.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how great of a system we have. Especially and in they have day. to join the Mormon church and able in order to get that help.
1: It's and bleak. like I, I I don't know. And it, it, it makes me even more sick to to know like how many of these companies use that like, you know, this is a family language or whatever. Um, and I get developing here. really strong uh, relationships with the people that you work with. You spend so much time with them, and I'm very like you know I have I've had that throughout my like working life as well, where I love the people I work with. Um, and the reality is like as much as companies say that they're families or whatever, and as much as you might feel that for your coworkers, the reality is like there is a board somewhere of people you've never met <laughs> that are making the decisions that end up with this reality and it's just um there is an Excel i mean there's chart some truth somewhere. to what that guy said when he was saying like i like you know when he says you you you, you can't depend on a com- uh, a company for income. There's truth to it, not in the way that he means, but in the fact that like, yeah, he's right, that at any given moment, this is- can just be stripped away from you. He sees that as something that's like in- inherently intrinsic to these fucking companies, but it-, it shouldn't be. But in a way, he's right, because that's what's been happening.
2: Yeah, there is a Excel workbook somewhere that weighs far heavier on your continued performance and continued employment at your company far more than your familiar relations with those in charge. Yeah. Sick. Isn't that fucking grand?
1: (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) And we've had these amazing magical unicorn companies that have just, left thousands of people without jobs uh like within the last two weeks before christmas so
2: well i think we've managed to thoroughly depress anyone who's possibly listening to this so we should probably wrap it up
1: (laughs) the christmas spirit is strong here guys i feel it i don't like the christmas spirit yeah (laughs) this is making me like it less i
2: don't either like i've never been much of a christmas guy i'll be honest same My
3: parents divorced way too early for me to be into Christmas.
2: Yeah, no, like that was always just like a custody handoff for me. It's like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I love this. This is wonderful. My my parents are meeting in a parking lot and I'm switching to another Christmas where I'm already tired. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> this has just been, I mean, this shit's been weighing on me um, just because, I mean, I, I, I'm i sure I talked about it when we started this podcast because I think I was probably unemployed when we started this podcast due to like layoffs. Um, but like, I don't know, man, having gone through this, it sucks so bad. I feel really lucky to still have a job, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I like the place I work very much and I don't want that to change. It's just really hard not to have this like once you've gone through this, and once you see so many other people, like basically in your exact same position where it's so seemingly arbitrary and reality is very arbitrary and like was described as just a, by Jordan, it's just a spreadsheet somewhere saying whether or not you get to work somewhere. Um, I don't know, man. It's really hard not to have that like lingering anxiety all the time where. Yeah. Uh, I, and as
2: our good friend Brian said, "That's a capitalism.
0: That's oh, a capitalism. A capitalism. It, it's
2: supposed to keep you on edge. You're not supposed to feel comfortable because if you feel comfortable,
1: that either means you're at the top, or you've given up. Yeah, and there's like, no in between. Extremely long gone are the days where, like, my dad is one of the like youngest people I know that has a, a pension and will be retiring at the same company. Like, he's worked for the same company his whole career." And that's not, maybe that's not the right thing for everyone, but that's not even an option anymore, no, <laughs> quite no. honestly. No, so we, we I, even if I wanted that, market. I can't have it. So yeah, we get to play
2: the stock market. We get to have a 401k, and hopefully
1: the market hasn't completely tanked by the time you retire. It's too bad my entire 401k was in Tesla and uh, <laughs> fucking... Best Buy stock, I, not Best I, Buy GameStop.
2: I put all of mine on Tesla and also um Pokemon NFTs. Um I think <laughs> we're okay.
3: I'm never oh. retiring because uh, you know, I I I was the one who bankrolled the FTX uh Super <laughs> Bowl commercials.
1: Oh, uh, boys. Well, okay, listen. It's nearly Christmas time. Uh, it's nearly Christmas, I guess. I hope everyone has a lovely holiday season and spend time with people that you love and care about and provide value and meaning in your life uh, because increasingly it's become clear to me that these relationships are like the thing that matters most to all of us, yeah. um, I think amen
2: oh, absolutely and if you're feeling really bummed out because of this episode and honestly i can't imagine why you wouldn't be just think of steven seagal santa that'll uh, that'll raise you back up
4: this yeah this month and motherfucking christmas season
1: if you live in to... the greater salt lake area greg will show up at your doorstep and he will pick up
3: donations wearing
1: i will i will wear a steven seagal
3: kimono
2: he will and be I, wearing I, yeah. a leather jacket that is yes. essentially a
4: tarp. Um, I will and also show up to your motherfucking doorstep <laughs> without ever getting out of my car because te- I refuse to walk.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, Steven Seagal doesn't get out of his car. He's no, physically
4: unable to at this I'm point. I'm physically incapable of getting out of the motherfucking truck. And I currently... <laughs> starring in season 7 of my 600 pound motherfucking life. <laughs> I'm
1: so yeah, if you need that in your life or if you just need someone to go get coffee or a drink or dinner with uh and you live in this area, let I'm, us know or if I'm, you're coming through I'm Utah.
4: Very motherfucking lonely.
1: Yeah. Please. Uh
4: I'll buy you a fucking coffee.
1: <laughs> but seriously, if you're feeling lonely, I've I've just been I feel like I've been uh, trying to be sensitive to people's feelings about this kind of thing. I I've been increasingly aware of how frustrating the holidays can be for some people. So if uh, you know you're trying come to hang kick out it with the BIM boys, Did I say BIM BYM whatever. If you want, do, donate some boys. stuff and come hang out. Yeah, let's do
2: it. Anyway. Yeah, we'll give you <laughs> stickers. Right. Um, I don't know. Well, we're we're cool.
1: Yeah, join the Patreon and hang out on Discord. We're we're
2: non-threatening. We're very non-threatening. Especially me. I am probably like the saddest, nerdiest one of all of us.
1: That's true. All right, everyone. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you, boys. I love you all for listening. I really appreciate all the support. We all do. Um, Please donate through Greg. Uh, It's going to be a really cold winter, most likely. uh, And a lot of people could use the help. And that's it. Enjoy your your holidays. We'll see everyone next time. Bye. And if we don't get to
2: you by New Year or anything like that, too, we got some cool stuff coming along. So, yes, absolutely. Watch this space.
4: Merry Christmas, please. I think coming. Hey,